Hi everyone, this is Andrea, or Dre, and you're listening to Not Your Heidi. I recently watched the latest Purge movie, The Forever Purge, by the way, a great movie, with my partner, and this prompted us to have a debate about which country would most likely have a real-life government with a purge. My partner unquestionably said that the US would, because there's always a big racial divide, and what seems to be daily shootings, not to mention all the crazy people that are walking around packing a gun, and how that country is literally divided on every single major topic. I agreed to some extent, but to me, European countries were just as likely to have a purge too. The latest purge movie basically shows how people have become motivated to kill everyone who was not American. I don't want to spoil the movie or anything, but the major theme in the movie had to do with racism and even touched on the topic of the Mexican border and its wall. So naturally, the movie showed a lot of far-right movement gangs. While I was debating with my partner, I could not help but pointing out a major aspect of the purge the said far-right movement. Because you know who else has seen a serious increase in far-right extremism? Europe. And I'm not just talking about Eastern European countries who have made headlines for their outrageous homophobic policies lately, fueled by right-wing politics and all. I'm talking Germany, Spain, even Sweden. Countries you typically associate with xenophilia, open-mindedness and progressive policies. So this has inspired me to make an episode about the growing far-right movement in Europe and how much scarier it actually is than most people would think. Coincidentally, this morning when I woke up, I opened Instagram to see that Wikileaks had just released 17,000 documents in their intolerance network exposing Spanish right-wing campaigning organizations called Asteroid and CitizenGo that are especially opposed to LGBTQ plus and reproductive rights. Let me read Wikileaks' new press release. Today, 5th August 2021, Wikileaks publishes the Intolerance Network, over 17,000 documents from internationally active right-wing campaigning organizations, ASTI-OR and CitizenGo. The documents date from 2001 to 2017 and cover the founding of CitizenGo and early activities of both organizations. The documents are from their internal systems and cover things like spreadsheets of donors and members, strategies and planning documents, letters, financial charts and legal and training documents. Haster Ori, oh my god, I cannot pronounce this, was first founded in 2001 in Spain to campaign for right-wing values. In 2013, it founded CitizenGo to spread its work beyond Spanish-speaking countries. This data set includes the founding of CitizenGo and documents from Asteroid organizing along with the US-based the Howard Center for Family, Religion and Society, the 2012 World Congress for Family, WCF, in Madrid. The WCF brings together right-wing organizations that promote opposition to the LGBTQ plus and reproductive rights. It has been labeled as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center and a 2014 Human Rights Campaign report stated the World Congress of Families, WCF, is one of the most influential American organizations involved in the export of hate. Tying all these organizations together is Ignacio Arguzuaga, founder of Hasteroi and on the board of Citizen Go and was awarded the 2013 WCF Man of the Year Award. The WCF president, Brian Brown, an American campaigner against LGBTQ plus rights, is also on the board of CitizenGo. Both 
Asteroid and Citizen Go are part of a larger global network of right-wing organizations that work together to push their values in grassroots and political spheres. Citizen Go partners to push campaigns with a number of organizations. For example, it ran a petition with the Population Research Institute, Abortion is Not a Human Right. They work to mobilize grassroots support and are keen to stress this is their base. However, it is clear through the data set that they aim to raise large funds and influence policy at a high level. A 2019 undercover investigation by Open Democracy confirmed ties between Spanish asteroid and Citizen Go with right-wing political parties across Europe in Spain, Italy and Hungary. There have also been reports regarding ties to El Yunque, a secret militant Mexican group, a tie which Asteroid has tried to rid itself of. Both Asteroid and Citizen Go run their campaigns and other work under the guise of family values, but it is clear through the document set that their values are rooted in the extremely ultra-conservative Christian context. They do a lot of work online, starting petitions, but have also worked in the physical world. For example, their hate bus, a bright orange bus with slogans such as Boys are Boys, has toured in Spain and America. Wikileaks publishes this data set as part of our goal to protect censored documents of political and historical importance. The data set appears to be the same that was online briefly in 2017 after a hack that was claimed by the ACAB gang, but after legal action was removed from being published on the internet. Whilst a trend to the right globally is becoming more visible, it is important to understand the organizations that are instrumental in working to effect this change. As an important part of this network, Wikileaks believes the documents that show the origins of Citizen Go are an important part of the public record. Wikileaks editor Christine Havnson said, As ultra-right-wing political groups have gained strength in latter years with increasing attacks on women's and LGBTQ rights, it is valuable to have access to documents from those who have lobbied for these changes on a global basis. The people have a right to know where political policies are hatched. As part of Wikileaks' belief in not only securing the preservation of, but also ease of use of large data sets, we have worked to ensure that not only is this data set preserved in our library, but that it is also searchable and well organized so that it can be used by everyone. We have also worked to redact the documents, which included a lot of personal information which was not relevant to the political importance of the data. We are pleased today to add the Intolerance Network to our ever-growing online library and to be adding to all the valuable work on this topic that has preceded us. So you can yourself access this database on Wikileaks official website, I encourage you to do so. I myself read some of the leaked documents and some included some email templates to be sent to people in high positions within their government addressing their concern for gay marriage in quotation marks among other things. But these Wikileaks are just the tip of the iceberg because right-wing trends have been growing for decades in Europe. The BBC published an amazing country-by-country -country guide of Europe and right-wing nationalism. In that article, it clearly showed a trend consisting of nationalism seriously increasing on the continent. Germany, for example, which has been a progressive country for the past 50 years, despite, you know, its obvious horrifying history, saw the far-right alternative for Germany, AFD, enter the federal parliament for the first time with 12.6% of the vote in 2017. The party became Germany's biggest opposition party. Meanwhile, in Sweden, the anti-immigration Sweden Democrats, SD, a party that has its roots in neo-Nazism, made significant gains 
and won 18% of the votes during the 2018 general election. The party strongly opposes multiculturalism and wants strict immigration controls. Then you have, of course, Poland and Hungary, who seem to want to revert to the medieval ages where Catholicism was the ultimate voice of reason or something. But in Poland and Hungary's case, though, I think it's an identity thing stemming from a post-communist era where people were forbidden to practice their religion. Now it's like people are saying, we could not be Catholic, we could not be ourselves, have our own culture while in the USSR, so you know what? We're going to be more Catholic and more Polish than you have ever fucking seen. Unfortunately, we all know what ultra-nationalism leads to. Another article, this time by The Week, just featured a shocking headline reading, Europe is becoming a right-wing continent. The journalist who wrote the article, an American liberal, argued that Europe might very well become more right-wing than the United States. And to some degree, I actually think I agree. USA is a capitalist and sometimes conservative super country. Europe is a continent with advanced social care systems in comparison, but then you dig a little deeper on the whole xenophobic aspect and you find a fucking black hole of darkness. This week's journalist touched on the whole prospect of the UK who has a Tory, a conservative government, how the French right-wing National Party's leader Marine Le Pen has now higher numbers of votes in the voting polls against France's current president Emmanuel Macron and how Italy's fragile coalition could be followed by a right-wing coalition of a neo-fascist-derived politic. Now, people love to bring Scandinavian countries as the ultimate example of a picture-perfect nation. And trust me, as a Norwegian, sometimes I can't help myself but agree. But I mentioned before, Sweden has an increasing far-right movement. But have you heard about Denmark? Denmark is completely closing their society from immigrants and their policies are beyond shocking. And it's actually insane that this is totally going under the radar. That exemplary Scandinavian country is literally emptying what they call ghettos, a place for non-Western residents in disadvantaged areas of the country. I kid you not, we've all been talking about Palestinians being forced to leave their homes. Well, this shit is literally happening in Europe too. The Wall Street Journal just wrote a feature about a guy who lived in a public housing project in a Copenhagen neighborhood for 26 years and has literally been forced by the Danish government to leave. Him and his wife are being evicted and it's all because of Denmark's new policies that for some reason nobody is talking about that seeks to reduce the concentration of non-Western residents by selling or converting public housing. This all started back in March when the Danish Minister of the Interior and Housing announced plans to introduce a requirement to reduce the share of persons of quote-unquote non-Western background in designated areas to a maximum of 30% within 10 years while scrapping the controversial term of ghettos from its existing legislation in the government's so-called ghetto package. I don't know about you, but if your government created a policy with the term non-Western background in it, your government is xenophobic at best and ultra-nationalist at worst. And now, Thousands of people are facing evictions and nobody knows what's going to happen to these people. So now that I've given you multiple examples of countries seeing a worrying surge of nationalism and right-wing politics, let's try to unpack why this even started in the first place. Each country has its own specific reason and it would take months to go through each of them as people literally write hundreds of pages of thesis and case studies for one country. But from my own observation, there are two elements that seem to influence modern-time ultra-nationalism. Post-war trauma and increase in immigration correlating to increase in criminality rates leading to xenophobia and racism. The period that comes after a war 
always reinforce a country's sense of patriotism and the need to regain its identity, which is often tied in religion. And this explains what's happening in many Eastern European countries right now. One perfect example of this is Bosnia, which has become way more religious than it was when the country was part of Yugoslavia. Now for the immigration element as a reason to why there's a surge of nationalism and right-wing politics, that's a given. People simply don't want to see their jobs taken from a Syrian refugee and whatnot. And then you have those occasional terrorist attacks, which have unfortunately happened a couple of times in Europe. And then forget it. People go batshit crazy over that. I will say this though, no crime nor terrorist attack will ever level up with the atrocities committed by far-right extremists. Take it from a Norwegian girl who's reminded every year by the Utøya massacre in 2011 when a right-wing extremist single-handedly killed 77 people and injured over 319 people, making the attack the deadliest one in Norway since World War II. And it's for that reason that I think a purge is just as likely to happen in Europe than it is in the USA. What do you guys think? Thank you for listening and please follow this podcast on Spotify, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, give me a follow on Twitter, the handle is not your Heidi, download episodes, share, spread the word, and that's all I have to say for now. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>